This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Joining us right now on the line, Mark Stein, international best-selling author and host of the Mark Stein Show. You uh, represent I, 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 diversity. I You're diversity for me. Uh, I don't think I count. <laughs> no matter how everybody everybody else is diverse, but whatever I am, I never qualify for the diversity box. Although I must say, I was listening to Tom uh, fitting, uh, doing his suit for Doug Ford, and I'm wondering how long it's going to be before the Duke of Sussex walks in to have his first fitting. Or oh, actually, you, you, John, you should uh, go and uh, see what deal Tom will give you on the full court dress uh, with the Knickerbockers uh, for when Prince Harry moves into Rideau Hall. Uh, he could give you a hell of a deal on that. Well, uh, I know he's working on some design for uh, beaver hats uh, because, you know, the Palace Guard are going to be seconded to, as you say, Ottawa to look after. What, what do you make of this? I mean, because you're, you know, the armchair uh, monarchist and the royal watcher of summer <laughs> renown. So, you know, tell me, I mean, anything of consequence to the Sussex is abdicating and decamping to Canada. Well, uh, it is significant. I mean, I would have been, I, somebody made this point to me in the course of the last few days, and they said, well, surely you would, in the modern era, uh, it's a big royal family, wouldn't you be in favour of members of them living in Canada? And I, I said, yes, I would. I think actually that should have been part of the deal in 1867. And if you look at... Uh, Governors General of Canada. There have been three royal governors uh, general. There have been uh, the Marquis of Lorne uh, and Princess Louise, and then Prince Arthur, Duke of Connaught, and then um, the Earl of Athlone and Princess Alice during the Second World War. And they're th- three of the uh, more distinguished uh, viceroys Canada has had. So it isn't actually a bad idea. It's only a bad idea because the fact that Prince Harry seems to have slightly gone off the rails uh, since taken up with the Duchess, and uh, and in fact, in 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 the according to the modern criteria of governors general, it would be more likely that Justin, for a big wind up, just as a big wind up to the royal family, would actually make Meghan the governor general <laughs> and leave poor dear old Harry looking even more emasculated than he uh, than he has done in recent days. So uh, I, I don't know I, I don't know how it's all likely to pan out, except to say that uh, it adds to the general gaiety of the scene uh, and clearly they're moving to British Columbia with something in mind whether that's just as a convenient place to jet down to LA to sit in the Oscars or whether they've got something in mind for Canada uh, it has yet to be seen well I think it's because they still serve afternoon tea at the Empire Hotel there don't they Oh yeah, that's uh, the Empress Hotel. Oh, Empress, my apologies. Yeah, the, the Empire, Empire is in, Hotel. That's in Timmins. <laughs> yeah, and that's a very different kind of joint, John. <laughs> no right. disrespect. No, no. Each, <laughs> to, each to his own. 
<laughs> right. right. Harry and Timmons would have yeah, to enter yeah. through the ladies and escorts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Megan's complaining that uh, drafty old Balmoral isn't her style. She ain't going to stick in Timmons long, I can tell you that. Uh-huh, with Mark Stein. By the way, you know, the claim had been made that uh, racism precipitated the royal exit to Canada. You think there's anything to that? No, I think that's actually one of the more... Uh, despicable things, and it's actually turned uh, Fleet Street ag- against uh, them. Fleet Street was very welcoming of this marriage, and I don't think you could say there was a hint of racism. In fact, everybody in the British media thought it was an excellent joke uh, that all these, after so the, the two and a half centuries after the July the fourth, seventeen seventy six, the the first Black American uh, to be part, uh, you, you know, in in the royal family, the the Duchess awoke. They loved all that stuff. She was welcome. I ought also to say that they they had a photograph. I think it was at Windsor Castle a couple of years ago. The Queen with all her governors general. So the Governor General of Canada, Governor General of Belize. Governor-General of Australia, Solomon Islands, whatever, all of them, overwhelmingly non-white. And in that sense, uh, the Queen and the monarchy is actually uh, one of the most institutionally post-racial aspects of of the scene. I think that's a really horrible thing that uh, Meghan did in saying, oh, the 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 London, it's just too racist. I can't possibly. So that was actually one of, and it's turned a lot of the press against her. Then. Well, you know, it's, it seems that race diversity uh, permeates all arguments and issues. Uh, to wit, the Oscar nominations came out Monday. Uh, many people are declaiming the fact that the Academy uh, didn't see diversity as necessary. But even still, uh, richer, I guess, from the progressive ledger part of the ledger, <laughs> the presidential debates last night. I'm watching these Dems. Where's the diversity representation? Cory Booker gone. Kamala Harris yeah. gone. Yeah, there's no diversity there. Uh, you got a bunch of septuagenarians uh, basically barking at each other. Yeah, all, all, all the old white guys. It's it's fascinating to me that the Democratic uh, presidential debate and the Oscar show are now less diverse than the royal family. <laughs> <laughs> That's what <laughs> up yours, diversity obsessives. That's where this leads. Um, but uh, I I tended to I I tend to agree. I, I mean, I think because uh, I'm I like all the dead. I like old white men. I'm just. Uh, I gave it. I just gave you a plug for the Marquis of Lawn. <laughs> Nobody's done that on this station no. since about 1887. Uh, so I'm happy. I'm cool with the old white guys. But but uh, it's ridiculous when you talk about identity, talk about diversity all the time. The Democrats are going to be represented in November either by uh, the uh, the uh, cis hetero septuagenarian. Uh, Joe Biden, or by the cis-hetero-septuagenarian socialist Bernie Sanders, or if he manages to spend uh, $300 million and steal the nomination away from them, um, the uh, the cis-spendaholic hetero-billionaire uh, Michael Bloomberg. But that's, you can, it, it's basically like, uh, to modify Henry Ford, uh, when it comes to a Democrat presidential candidate, uh, you can get it in any color as long as it's white and extremely <laughs> wrinkly. 
<laughs> yes, that was a nice modification there on your part. Uh, all right. Well, we know where uh, the Republican uh, banner uh, carrier is uh, going to be. It's going to be Donald Trump, obviously. Now, the question whether or not uh, he'll survive these articles of impeachment that were handed over to the Senate today, it looks like the odds-on favorite is that uh, that isn't going too far. But uh, does Mitch McConnell now control the agenda, possibly the whole narrative going forward? Yeah, it's a very bizarre thing. I attended the last uh, Senate trial of Bill Clinton a couple of decades ago, and it's basically there's 100 jurors who are the senators. And essentially, it's like a courtroom where the jury box runs the trial. So what 51 senators uh, are willing to go along with is, is, is what goes. And basically, the judge, in this case the Chief Justice of the United States, He's not he's not really a judge. If 51 senators ask him for an opinion on something, he'll give it. But he doesn't get to gavel uh, the the courtroom and whip everybody into line and find people into in contempt and all that. So it's basically like so much (laughs) if you're if you're asking for the differences between uh, Harry and Meghan and uh, and the Dominion of Canada and and the Righteous Republic of the United States. What's it's like so many aspects of it. They can basically make it up as they go along, and that's that's what's so funny if you think that they have all these checks and balances. But in the end, if Mitch McConnell can find another fifty guys to support him, then Mitch McConnell gets to basically run that show his way. Miss Wapner, you know, you were done in two minutes. You're out in the hall talking to Doug Llewellyn. Who needs this mess? Anyway, uh, that's a reference from yesteryear. Uh, it's not exactly the Duke of Lawn or whatever, but... Uh, <laughs> the Marquis of Lawn. Oh, the Marquis of Lawn. He became Duke of Argyle. Good heavens, don't you know anything about Canadian history, John? <laughs> right, right. Where were you in civics class? Yeah, I know. i got to go back to my uh, Pirates and Pathfinders, or what was the other one that we had as a textbook? Uh, yeah. yeah the, Box, uh, buckskins and breastplates, I think. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. A classic. Hey, Mark, i got to ask you finally, because, I mean, we're talking about Trump here, and, uh, you know, with this whole Iran thing and the shooting down of the plane, it looks like there's this impulse. It's a default position of uh, people on the left now, including our own prime minister who yeah, was equivocating on that. And then you've got certain CEOs like Michael no, McCain. No. From oh, Maine. that was that was a terror. That was a terrible thing. What what McCain did, and I think it's actually quite wicked. Uh, you know, people go back to Iran. People who are living in Alberta or on Ontario and, and Canada has no diplomatic relations with Iran because Iran is not part of the community of nations in that sense. So the government is Canada is telling you you're on your own when you go out there. And the thing is, people were led to believe that when you're at the gate at Tehran Airport waiting to take off, it's like being at the gate at Charles de Gaulle or, or the gate at Heathrow or the gate at JFK, that it's part of the normal civilized community of nations. And instead they take off and the Iranians blow it out of the sky. And Iran, the government of Iran is arresting Iranians for what happened there. Iranians are in the street protesting their government because of what happened there. I I understand the default position of Western leftists, but to blame America and Donald Trump when even the Iranian government and the Iranian protesters are agreed that it's the Iranians' fault is completely ridiculous. Well, what is that, symptomatic of a broader malaise? Well, I, th- I, I do think it was ill-advised of Mr. Trudeau. It was certainly uh, suicidally ill-advised uh, of Mr. McCain. And, and we need to be grown up about this. If you go to Iran, you go at your own risk. There's no Canadian consulate there. Yeah, you're on your own. 
Uh, because, and there's a reason for that. And if you pretend to avoid that reason and you go via Ukraine and you go there, but you still think that somehow it's just like getting on a plane to Sweden or getting on a plane to Slovenia. No, it's not. And it's a reminder. When they lied about the black boxes, the head of their Civil Aviation Authority got on TV, lied about the black boxes. They trashed the scene so that by the time Canadian investigators get there, there's nothing to investigate because they've trashed the crash site and 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 moved everything and taken it all away uh, that's not the behavior of a normal functioning society and that's on iran it's nothing to do with donald trump yeah and somebody actually said did you hear what mccain said about you he said mccain i thought he was dead uh he didn't realize it was a head of maple leaf foods so <laughs> i don't i don't think he's going to be eating a lot of maple leaf foods in fact whatever whatever version of usmca they pass there'll be no maple leaf foods in it you can take that to the bank you got it mark always a pleasure we'll do it again hey. real soon Thanks a lot, John. You got a Mark Stein, international best-selling author, host of The Mark Stein Show. Thanks for listening to The John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.